0: up it's the rant my name is Jeff Ratcliffe and it is Wednesday November 25th the day before Thanksgiving baby and well Thanksgiving is a little less fun this year unfortunately because the NFL announcing this afternoon that the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers game is postponed to Sunday Yay! Uh, additional positive COVID tests there, uh, and you know beyond just the J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram positive tests, really forced the NFL's hand. This sucks, but at least we do have two football games. So my original plan was foiled by COVID here. I was gonna do two separate podcasts. Was gonna just give you a separate podcast to give you the whole rundown of uh, of Thanksgiving Day. Well, I'm just gonna fold it into this one. We will talk about rankings on the podcast today. I'll talk about the two Thanksgiving Day games, Houston and Detroit, and of course, Washington and Dallas. Uh, That'll be on the show. And also, oh baby, I have an announcement. It'll be coming at the end of the show. Hint, hint. All right, before I get to that though, of course, I got to tell you about our presenting sponsor. That is Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to go check out monkeyknifefight.com. MonkeyNightFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyNightFight.com there are no salary caps, you don't have to play against sharks, and that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyNightFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all, and you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. There you go. Monkeyknifefight.com. Pretty cool. Uh, And use that promo code RANT. Get in on that for Thanksgiving. Why not? Get your deposit match and just play. Uh, All right. So we'll do rankings first and we'll talk about the games after uh, rankings. So we'll kick things off at quarterback I honestly, could have gone gone in a bunch of ways at the top at quarterback this week, but I have Josh Allen tentatively as the number one. I mean, really, you have Allen, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, all potentially in that mix, but the matchup against Los Angeles is just enough to have him in the one spot. I mean, honestly, if you're deciding between those guys, you know, people have asked me, well, hey, would you start Russell or Kyler? Well, yeah, either. You're good. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, we're, we're really splitting hairs at that point, but Josh Allen, Kyler Murray at two, a Russ at three, Patrick Mahomes at four. Now it is against Tampa Bay. I think this is another one of those. You keep hearing me use this phrase litmus test games. It is going to be a litmus test. Uh, you know, it is not after 8:30 PM on the East coast. So Brady should be fine. Uh, their defense is quite good. Can they shut down this Kansas city offense or at least contain them? Can they generate offense of their own against the Kansas City defense? This is a potential Super Bowl matchup. Now, I don't think, I wouldn't call Tampa the favorite out of the NFC to make the Super Bowl, but they are on the list. There's no doubt about it. And obviously, Kansas City is as well on the other side defending Super Bowl champs, even though the Steelers are the undefeated team. Regardless, Mahomes, not going to overthink it. He's at four. Watson at five against Detroit on Thanksgiving. Favorable matchup for him in that one. Justin Herbert slides in at six uh, with two young quarterbacks facing off against each other. That's a fun one. I like that. The Chargers and the Bills. A. -A Ron at seven against the Bears. Relatively tough matchup, but really the only team that seemingly cracked the Rodgers nut was the Buccaneers. Because even last week in a tough matchup, he was was just fine. Uh, So, you know, Rodgers. Moving on here to number eight on the list, and it's Taysom Hill. And I did get some pushback, so I did probably about two minutes on my Sirius XM show yesterday about Taysom Hill being a quarterback one in fantasy for as long as he's the starter. So a top 12 option as long as he's the starter. And the pushback was, oh, come on, bro. It's against Atlanta. Come on, bro. That's what it sounded like in my head. Yeah, it was against Atlanta last week. But he didn't score like other quarterbacks score against Atlanta. He didn't put up numbers with his arm. It was with his legs. And that's the appeal. And right now in my projections, which you can get over at ftnfantasy.com, I actually have him with more rushing attempts this week than Lamar Jackson. I have him with 10, Lamar with 9. I have Taysom going for 50 rushing yards again, 49.9. And then he has a 50% chance of scoring a rushing touchdown. Like, if he gets in the end zone as a runner once and he puts up 50 rushing yards, he's going to be a top 12 fantasy quarterback, and he's probably going to do those things. If you have Taysom Hill, now, I wouldn't go crazy. Somebody asked me Rodgers or Hill. No, but Tom Brady, who's at at 11 for me? Yeah, maybe. T- um, Taysom Hill or Lamar Jackson, who's at 10 for me right now? I'd consider it, I- obviously, because I'm ranked ahead. Now I'm not going to talk you out of uh, out of either one of those guys if you're like you're crazy Jeff, which I get that a lot, and you're just going to roll with those guys. But the the point is when you get in these ranges of rankings, there isn't a lot of separation between these guys. But I mean Hill's floor is so high that that's what put him just above uh, Brady, just above Jackson. In between those guys too, by the way, at nine is Derek Carr. He's streamable against Atlanta uh, this week rounding out the top 12 it was it was sort of back and forth for me between Matt Ryan and Cam Newton I am leaning Ryan uh, but again it's another one where I wouldn't necessarily talk you out of Newton because he his running ability Carson Wentz is there too I know (laughs) I know (laughs) is Carson Wentz a broke back for me I'm gonna keep drinking that Kool-Aid he's right on the edge uh, along with Ben Roethlisberger Daniel Jones as well I don't know if I would go as far as using Matthew Stafford in one quarterback leagues. Phillip Rivers, not enough juice there. Jared Goff gets a downgrade against the uh, 49ers. Ryan Tannehill gets a downgrade against the Colts this week. So those guys in one quarterback leagues are are uh, trending down, at least this week. Moving over to running back. Of course, Dalvin Cook is at the top. You know that. Uh, at two, Derrick Henry went up over 100 yards. The, the ultimate problem with Derrick Henry is always... He doesn't do anything in the passing game, so if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's going to be somewhat frustrating for fantasy purposes, but remember, we got to separate the fantasy from the reality sometimes, and for reality's sake, if you go up over 100 rushing yards, he did pretty well in that game, which is what he did against the Colts two weeks ago. Nick Chubb slides in at three against the Jags, love the matchup for Chubb. Aaron Jones, don't love the matchup, but I love the nose for the end zone. I like the ability to make plays happen, and you know, even make a somewhat disappointing day. Like, it's interesting. Like, Jones's day last week, disappointing. Henry's day two weeks ago, pretty good. But for fantasy purposes, you, you, you know, a lot of people would have the exact opposite opinion. You know, it's funny. Um, James Robinson at five. This dude's averaging over 20 touches per game. That is absolutely crazy, but I love it. Um, I'm here for every bit of it. Josh Jacobs at six against Atlanta. They're relatively good at against the run, but at seven, I'm not worried about Jacobs, by the way. At seven, this is where I put Alvin Kamara. One week can be an anomaly in the NFL, but multiple weeks can be a trend. So one week of he wasn't targeted by Taysom Hill could have just been one week of he wasn't targeted by Taysom Hill. This week will be the key. Now, if he's not going to get targets in the passing game, it takes Kamara from an elite option down to an RB1. It doesn't take Kamara from an elite option to somebody you put on your bench, okay? Let's be clear about that. He still has explosive upside. Zeke at eight. Somebody asked me, Savon Ahmed or Zeke, and I got some news about Savon Ahmed in a minute. Uh, don't overthink it. Miles Sanders at nine against Seattle. Tough defense, but he's going to see you know upwards of 20 touches, perhaps even more. Kareem Hunt at 11. Yep, they're sustaining two RB1s in that offense, and I, I love that, uh, especially in this matchup against Jacksonville. Antonio Gibson, all this dude does is to score touchdowns, five over the last four games. Giddy up on Thanksgiving at 12. At 13, James Conner. Um, I thought he looked better last week. I just I can't ever figure out James Conner. Can't ever figure him out. So he's an RB2 front end. Kalen Balazs at 14. I know I'm going to get qu- questions about Austin Eckler. He's practicing. So that puts a smile on my face. But I don't think he'll be back this week. But I do think he'll be back next week. So that's good. Especially for the playoff push. <clears throat> He's a difference maker, big time. Todd Gurley, uh, right after him at 15. Kind of boring, but is what it is. DeAndre Swift currently at 16. I'll pro I will move him up once we get. I, I didn't get any uh verification that he cleared the protocol before I hit record on the podcast, but I'll I'll be moving him up very likely. I expect him to clear it. So he will move up to, oh, and by the way, I skipped number 10. I just realized that. Mike Davis. He will be moving up to number 10 where Mike Davis is. See, it was meant to be. Mike Davis is at number 10 for me, by the way. There you go. Skipped him. Sorry. See, I don't edit. I don't edit. Uh, and he, some some people listening to the podcast right now are like, "Yeah, you don't. thanks. Uh, anyway, Savan ahmed at uh, at seventeen, as I mentioned, have some news on him. He didn't practice today. It could be a maintenance thing. like you know, just all right. he you get a, you get a day off. But Miles Gaskin was back in practice. So does Miles Gaskin return this week? It's yet to be determined, but if he does get back on the field, Ahmed is, is not going to be a, fa- a viable fantasy option. Claude Edwards-Alaire at 18. It's a tough matchup against Tampa. Chris Carson tentatively at 19. I will move him up to the front end of the RB2s if he does, in fact, go, which I s- expect him to. Cla- uh, Gus Edwards, uh, he is currently at 24 for me. That's a tough matchup against the Steelers. David Montgomery is back, and he's as boring as ever at 21. Jonathan Taylor at 22. Is it going to be him this week? I have no freaking clue. Ron Jones, who? Ron Jones at 23 against Kansas City. You can run on them a little bit. And then Duke Johnson, who is also as boring as ever at 24, right on the edge there to Wayne Gallman. Uh, Duke will ultimately get pushed out very likely because I think I will end up moving Raheem Mostert up if we do get uh, verification that he's going to be back on the field because he was activated from injured reserve, but not officially. You know he's got 21 days to be on uh, the the 53 man roster. So there you go. Um, moving on to wideouts. At the top, you know who it is. He has missed two games and he's still the number one fantasy wide receiver. His name is Devonte Adams. He's freaking awesome. Enjoy watching him play. Don't even care about the fantasy points. Don't care about the betting. Don't care about any, any of it. Just watch him. He's special. We're lucky enough to get to see him play football. DeAndre Hopkins, I do think he gets shadowed by Stefan Gilmore. I'm not particularly concerned. He's at two. It's streaky with Hopkins. He's got a, you know, you, here, you wanna you want a really deep dive analysis take for you here? DeAndre Hopkins has a hundred yards in every other game this year, bro. So this week. He's gonna go over a hundred yards because he didn't last week, bro. There you go. Hashtag analysis. Tyreek Hill at uh, three for me against Tampa. It's tough, but I don't really care. Keenan Allen at four. He's a beast. Stephon Diggs on the other side is also a beast. Two target monsters in the same game. Love that right there. DK Metcalf at six. He gave the Philly Philadelphia Eagles secondary fits last year. They're gonna have a tough time with him. Terry McLaurin at seven. Love the matchup. Love the target volume. Love Mick scoring. Calvin Ridley at 8. I'll talk about his teammate in a second. Tyler Lockett at 9. He has nine targets each last two games. Will Fuller. Love the matchup, especially when he's up against Trufont at 10. 11 and 12. Thielen and Jefferson. I'm not worried about Thielen. I think ultimately he does play. A.J. Brown at 13. Julio Jones. And by the way, that's a relatively tough matchup for A.J. Brown. I know. And he didn't perform well in it two weeks ago. But I don't think that that game is just the be-all, end-all. As they like to say, small sample. uh, Well, yeah, absolutely. I think you still use him as a wide receiver, too. After Brown, Julio Jones. Uh, I am putting him here for right now. If he's good to go, I'll move him into the top 10 for sure. But I'm going to keep Ridley in the top 10 as well. I'm not confident that's going to happen, though. So we'll see. Michael Thomas at at 15. You know, he's really a wide receiver 2-plus with Taysom Hill under center. Which, hey, last week had a good volume day. As the kids like to say, it was against Atlanta. So just make sure we have reasonable expectations on him. Bob Woods, Cooper Cup at 16 and 17. It's a tougher matchup against San Francisco, but these two guys get a lot of volume. Speaking of a tough matchup at volume, Deontay Johnson at 18 It's against Baltimore, but man, oh man, double-digit targets in four of his last five games. Allen Robinson at 19, Chase Claypool at 20. Brandon Cooks uh, at 21, and DJ Moore at 22. DJ Moore is actually trending up. It's not a bad matchup. We'll see what happens with the quarterback situation. After those two, Godwin and Evans back-to-back 23-24 against Kansas City. They just cannibalize off of each other. It's not a knock on them with these rankings. Amari Cooper right on the edge of 25. Don't mind the matchup for Omari Cooper, and I think that offense is trending up. Uh, Robbie Anderson at 26. He is not droppable. That would be silly to do. Devontae Parker at 27. DJ Chark at 28. Uh, Will be Glennon. Mike Glennon under center. Yay for the Jags. Juju backsliding just a little bit at 29, 30. Curtis Samuel, pretty solid, man. Kid's got a lot of upside, and that's a nice matchup out of the slot there against Minnesota. Speaking of nice matchup out of the slot, CeeDee Lamb also gets at, at 31. A.B. at 32. Marvin Jones. Who? Marvin Jones at 33. I do think he gets shadowed by Bradley Roby, Puts a little bit of a damper on things there. Christian Kirk at 34. Sterling Shepard, 35. Tyler Boyd. Yikes. Brandon Allen under center at 36. Yeah, Brandon Allen's going to be the starter, by the way. So they saw everything they needed to see in Ryan Finley and promptly gave the job to a practice squad guy. All right, well, let's round it out here at tight end. Uh, if you have Travis Kelsey, you know, I mean, you got a, you, you basically are starting two tight ends, right? You got a cheat code. Darren Waller is basically like starting one and a half tight ends, so also a cheat code. Mark Andrews at three, Dallas Goddard at four, TJ Hawkinson at five, and then Hunter Handry at six. After that point, I'm not going to lie to you, it gets pretty bad pretty quickly, and there really isn't much difference from tight end seven to about tight end 20. Uh, so if you'd like the order, I can give it to you. But these are all three for 32 guys. Whether or not they score a touchdown is, whether or not people think they're good for fantasy, but they're all basically the same guy. Noah Fant, Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski, Eric Ebron, Janu Smith, Austin Hooper, Noah Fant, Mike Kosicki, Robert Tunyon, Dalton Schultz, Logan Thomas, Jordan Reed, Jordan Akins, Jimmy Graham. There you go. Basically, all the same guy. Pick your poison. Hopefully, you guess right. My advice would be to write all their names down on a little slip of paper, put it into a hat, and then pick the name out of the hat. That's pretty much it. I mean, I got nothing else for you there. Uh, it, it's really it, it's the position, you know. Anyway, uh, let's preview these games really quickly here. So. In terms of the first contest, Houston and Detroit, uh, wide receiver-wise, it's a nice matchup for Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. Desmond Trufant is really struggling. 11 catches on 14 targets for 159 yards and a score over the last two weeks. Uh, Armani Awarie, is a little bit better, but he's allowing 15 yards per catch. So I like Fuller and Cooks. I don't think Kenny Galladay goes in this one, so we're looking at Marvin Jones likely seeing Bradley Roby. That's not good for Marvin Jones, so I don't really love him if you're doing like the DFS late. As I mentioned earlier, he's a wide receiver three in season-long fantasy football. In terms of the the remainder of the matchups, I mean, this is a nice matchup for uh, DeAndre Swift who I do expect to be back on the field, but obviously I still don't have that information here. I just took a peek at the news feed, so maybe you have the information by the time you listen to this, but uh, right now Houston allowing the third most fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, so it's a nice matchup right there. Uh, As far as Houston is concerned, they get the number one matchup for running backs, but I don't really care about Duke Johnson. I think he is an RB2. He's a boring back-end RB2, and that's about that. Um on to the second game and in that contest I, I think we do see an upgrade here for Terry McLaurin. It's a nice matchup man. Shadobia Woozie is well he, he got back on the field last week five catches allowed on six targets for 86 yards. Uh Cam Sims also I think is kind of sneaky for DFS purposes because they're giving up a lot of points to outside receivers. Uh on the other side it's more neutral for Mari Cooper and CD Lamb. I lamb's almost exclusively out of the slot and i mentioned this last week the matchup isn't bad out of the slot against the 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 uh football team the problem is that they're only seeing 6.2 targets per game thrown to slot receivers so that's literally receivers running out of the slot uh and um well lamb's going to be there almost 100 percent of the time so we'll see if that continues. I like them both as, well, Cooper has a fringe wide receiver two, and CeeDee Lamb is a wide receiver three in season long, but I think you could certainly use them in DFS as well, obviously, you know, with the showdown slates, uh, they're going to be interesting. In terms of the other matchups, for Dallas, it's it's a tough matchup for Ezekiel Elliott, but it's a volume play with Zeke, you know, they're, Washington's the number 27 fantasy matchup for opposing running backs. But Zeke should be just fine from a volume standpoint. As far as the other side, it's a sneaky good matchup, obviously, for Alex Smith. I just can't bring myself to stream him in season long. That's the only problem. Not going to do that. But they are allowing, uh, Dallas, obviously, is allowing the sixth most fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So that's it right there. I had expected to do a separate podcast for this, but I guess, well, COVID had other plans for us. So That's going to wrap things up. So here is the announcement. We're finally going to have our celebration. So we have some rant swag that I'd like to give away, but I'm going to make you do a little something here. So what I want to see is the most creative way to promote the podcast on either Twitter or Instagram. So here's the mission. Come up with a way to promote my podcast. Yes, I'm a little selfish here, but you're going to get something for it. So what I want to see... I really up to you if you want to say the podcast is awesome go for it if you want to say the podcast sucks go for it anything is possible here use the hashtag rat pack use the hashtag the rant and also link off to the podcast if you do those things and you include me in it you can do whatever the heck else you want we're gonna judge the best uh promotion of the podcast and if you win you get a little swag a little little rant swag so there you go. Appreciate everybody reviewing the show on Apple, though. If you haven't already, it's really easy. Open up the Apple Podcast app on your on your iPhone if you have one, and go to My Podcast. Scroll to the bottom, click the stars, and you're done. Uh, if you don't have that, then you can go to the web and review the show. So again, most create figure out a creative way to promote the podcast. Tell people to listen to the podcast to check it out use the hashtag, the rant, use the hashtag, the uh, rat pack, use my name, uh, you know, my Twitter handle uh, or my Instagram and, uh, a link to the podcast, wherever you listen to it. If it's Apple, cool, If it's Spotify or wherever, doesn't matter to me, promote it, promote it. And then you'll get hooked up. So there you go. The celebration. And we'll, uh, We'll keep you posted on that one there, but uh, keep coming, man. Keep coming. The reviews are really helpful. Also, it's helpful if you go to ftnfantasy.com to check out what we have to offer over there, including my rankings. So, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. I'll be back on Friday for a full pod. We're going to do a lot on Friday. Full matchup breakdowns, including wide receiver, cornerback, and all the goods. A happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. And uh, enjoy the football tomorrow and whatever else you're getting into. Catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.